Hello, everybody out there. It's time for another episode of the Talk That Talk show with me, Barry Holmes. And I definitely want to say happy Friday to everyone out there. If you're watching our Facebook live stream, if you're going to be tuning in on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all of our different streaming platforms, I definitely want to thank you all. And especially during these times of social distancing, um, it's just been, how can I say, a very eye-opening experience as far as, you know, how the world is going right now. And it's really a test of how positive we can try and stay out here. Um, I know for me personally, um, I'm somebody that's a huge people person. I love being around people. Um, one of the things that I really enjoy has been bowling. And I haven't been able to do that because of just the effect that, that this coronavirus has had on everything. I mean, just even going down to try and go to the, the store and my mom can't can't even get bananas for my brother, you know. So we see that the effect this coronavirus has had on everybody as far as trying to stock up and then also as far as just trying to live and coexist together, you know, within whatever realm you're in, whether you're at home by yourself, whether you're with your roommates, you know, um, this is something that I have to say that, you know, initially I kind of underestimated what was going on here and just the, the type of effect that, you know, this virus would have. I remember, you know, talking to Jeff and some of my friends on Xbox and we were all saying about all oh, this, you know, everybody's bringing up different conspiracy theories and all oh, this will be over in just a little bit. And, you know, I even saw some memes about saying that how, you know, with all this virus is going on, that bowling was going to be the one of the things that was still left, you know. And it was just difficult because for me, someone that bowls, you know, four or five, six nights a week, you know, to get out of that routine. And now where you have to come home and you just have to relax, you know, um, Jeff, I, I think Savion says, Barry, you got to stay your happy ass at home, you know, and it's it, it can be a little bit challenging, but. You know, for me, I've tried to find different ways to try and engage myself and try to stay busy and active, you know, within this little household that we're in, right, for self-quarantining. So, you know, before I get into the rest of the show, I definitely have to shout out our sponsors, VW Liquors, located at Wick Plaza. If you need any liquor in this hard times, right, if you are, you know, look on your fridge and you don't have any beer, if you don't have any wine, go to VW Liquors and stock up, please, because, you know, I've heard that, you know, we're going to be on this whatever martial law or whatever it is, and you're going to want to make sure you're stocked up. Then I also want to give out a shout out to Executive Bar and Restaurant located in 30 Menu Street, Carteret, New Jersey. Um, this is, this one especially hits home for me too, because, you know, as a bartender, you know, I would go there and I would bartend different events, you know, and that was my side hustle. That was my side money. And, you know, I'm not sure whether they closed down or not, but I'm sure a lot of these, you know, restaurants have closed down and, you know, for Prashant, I feel for him because, you know, he's, you know, he's not getting, you know, it's, it's difficult for these restaurant owners, man, you know, and, you know, for me to not have that bartending job now, it's been um, it's been a little bit different, you know, and I think it's also had to, you know, really think about how we're, you know, budgeting and how we're going to move forward, especially with a lot of people that don't have those restaurant jobs or don't have, you know, those bartending jobs now that we're out of business now, you know. So, you know, I'm just hoping that this coronavirus can, you know, pass very quickly because, 
You know, you definitely got to check out my boy Prashant at Executive Bar and Restaurant when the times are safe. And then also we want to give a special shout-out to my boy Cody Bromley at 91s.com. I'm going to show everybody here. He gave me this dope, awesome hat. Um, it's, coming, it's from his new acid wash line. has my 90 right here for my birth date. And it's one of my favorite hats now, man. It's got the black brim denim front. It's awesome. And then he also gave me this shirt, which is part of his tie-dye apparel too. So definitely want to give a big shout-out to Cody Bromley. Please check him out at 91s.com. I know a lot of times when you're you know, listening to podcasts and you hear about the different sponsors and the people that help to bring this show to life, you know, a lot of people just skim through it. Please check out my boy Cody Bromley at 91s.com because he has some of the best acid wash apparel in the game. And whenever we get out of self-quarantine, you want to make sure you got some, thresh, some fresh threads on, all right? But, you know, I, I definitely want to get back to that point, you know, of, you know, different jobs being out of business. And I, and I feel for some of my friends out there that have those service jobs and aren't able to make money. I mean, I look no further than my boy Darius. And, you know, he's, he said he, he doesn't know what's going to happen. I mean, his, um, his job laid him off not even a day or two before they were about to stop. So, you know, it, it's, it's really, you know, this is something that's affecting multiple different avenues and mul multiple different spaces. And, you know, especially when you talk about your livelihood or how you're actually going to try and get money to, to, to pay for your bills or just to even survive, I mean, it, I feel for everyone out there that's going through this. I know that, you know, Trump has said something about, you know, he's going to be sending out $1,000 checks or whatever. And trust me, if I get a $1,000 check for Trump, I'm going to be very happy. I'm going to be very happy about that. And two of us, right? But I know for a lot of people out there, you know, $1,000 might not be enough or it might not be as much as you need to survive, you know? So... I just want to, you know, say to everyone out there, just stay, you know, stay positive, stay ready and, you know, just take care of your personal health out there. I know that, you know, a lot of times we have issues or we think about trying to control things that we can't control. And, you know, this is virus is something that we can't control. It's only something that we can try and prevent. Right. So. Whether that is, you know, putting on a mask when you go out. I mean, my dad went to go get us some Pizza Hut and he came back with his face mask on, you know, and some may say, oh, why do you have a mask on? But, you know, to be completely honest with you, man, you know, you got to take those preventative measures. I know a couple, you know, my brother, he's been, you know, getting on me because I've been leaving the house a little bit, you know, just to do necessary things, whether it's been to go to the bank or, you know, just to do something else. But, you know, if you don't have to leave the crib, just try to stay inside of the house. Right. All right. So. You know, I, I can only say that, you know, the only way that we're going to beat this. And I actually I remember talking to one of my friends and she was saying about how she doesn't believe this whole quarantine is going to work because it takes 100 percent participation. And the only places that that happens is overseas. So and, and I totally felt her on that, because at the end of the day, it does take 100 percent participation. All it takes is that one person to you to give a handshake to. And boom, now you have it or, you know, now you're in that airspace. And I definitely wanted to take it to the next level after that. And I truly believe that, you know, this whole Corona thing is going to have some lasting impacts as far as how we conduct our everyday lives, man. I mean, I look no further than, 
you know, I was I went to actually see one of my friends. She usually comes to see me bowling all the time. And, you know, she was like, ah, oh, come, please check me out. We're not going to be shut down. So, you know, being that I was thirsting for some sort of sports, I actually <laughs> I actually went to a, a indoor field hockey game. I, I think that's what, indoor hockey. But it was actually really entertaining for me, man. I got to see, you know, people checking. Well, not checking into the boards because, you know, it was indoor field hockey. But, you know, I was just so it, it was just so good to actually see something you know we've been i don't want to see old reruns of old games i want to see some actual sports and i i had fun watching her play you know and you know shout out to her you know one of my good friends you know who you are but um the thing that i that i took away from that was at the end of the game instead of you know everybody doing their handshake lines they all took their sticks and they tapped the sticks like that right so that's how they had said you know good game was by tapping sticks so, you know, I thought about it and I'm like, wow, yo, like, I wonder if this is something that's really going to continue on after the whole, you know, break of this, you know, uh, coronavirus ends. Um, I just think that, you know, everything could completely change. I mean, just the way that we teach kids at the end of the games that, hey, we have a handshake line. You have to show appreciation. Now, what is it going to become an elbow line? We just go around and just give elbows at the end of the games. Um, it, it, it's it's something that, you know. It's very interesting to think about because, you know, we think about all these measures that we're taking as preventative. But, you know, once that whole situation is absolved, hopefully, and I pray and, you know, I pray for everybody out there that's going through this coronavirus. But, you know, moving forward after that, how are we going to conduct our lives and how are we going to adapt to life after the coronavirus? Right. So. You know, I, I hope that when I actually do get to go to the bowling alley, um, you know, shout out to Bowmore, shout out to Bolero, um, Majestic, all these other lanes that have closed down. And I'm sure it was probably a tough decision for him. I mean, this like I said, this is my weekly routine and to not have that weekly routine, you know, it really pushes you to try and find different things to make yourself happy and to occupy that time. I remember saying on an episode before, like, you know, if you don't have something to do, it could be a really long day. And, you know, I've been working at home and, you know, obviously trying to do whatever projects that they've had for us to do at home. And I'm just very blessed to have that opportunity to work at home. I remember I was talking with one of my friends. I think shout out to Zeeshawn, who actually uh, makes the beats for the show. So shout out to you, Zeeshawn. But he was saying to me that he's like, this is what you're doing for work. And literally, you know, my my work from home was being on a call, um, you know, talking and trying to discuss different things. And, you know, luckily for me, I still am going to be able to get that check and get that, you know, payment. And, you know, it, it means a lot, you know, especially during these times where a lot of people can't work from home. So I'm very blessed to be able to do that. And, you know, it's really cool also not only to see that, you know, we're working from home, but, you know, to see what, how that adapts the type of content or the type of work that you're doing from home. Right. So for me, you know, I work for a nonprofit that services schools. Right. And if the schools are out, you know, how are you going to have a job? Right. So for me, um, I was very worried about whether we were going to get laid off or not and what I was going to be able to do for work. But, um, you know, luckily for the people that are above me and, uh, you know, we're in, you know, trying to make the decisions to, to, to create something for us to create this initiative to continue to work. And one of the things that they came up with is that, 
you know, we're going to be doing virtual recesses for these kids. So we're creating clips to then send out to these schools so that, you know, those students that are at home homeschooling and that are not getting a chance to have some fun, they can turn on those videos and check out those videos and, you know, can have a recess at home. So shout out to Playworks and shout out to, you know, all of my Playworks fam out there that's creating content for these kids because, you know, at the end of the day, I know with my job, you know, our job, we're always servicing somebody that's outside of ourselves. So, you know, it was very important for me to to see what it is that we were going to be doing if we would be working from home. So, you know, it's really awesome to see the way, you know, things kind of shift and shape as, a, you know, from working from home. But, you know, one of the most obvious things that we've seen from this whole coronavirus thing is the fact that we have no sports. You know, I, I cannot get used to the fact of going on TV and seeing an old game from, you know, ESPN Classics or, you know, everybody talking about, you know, sports that haven't even happened. I saw it was to the point where some people that were betting were actually putting on NBA 2K and simulating games and betting on that. And that's actually pretty crazy to think about, you know. Um, we're, we're living a life without sports. And I really, you know, even just from talking to different girls or different people, um, you know, when you go on dates, they're like, oh, I see your social media and all you have is sports. Like, you're really into sports. And, you know, for me personally, I just didn't realize how dependent I was on sports, you know. So, you know, having going on TV and, you know, my initial first, the very first thing that happened with this whole corona thing, how I knew it was going to be very serious was when, you know, we were going to do the Big East tournament. And that was one of my favorite, like, it's one of my favorite things to ever cover during the whole sports season. Um, You know, I've covered Knicks games. I've covered Jets games, Giants games, Nets games. But every single year I look forward to and I love doing the Big East tournament. And it was tough because at the time, all of the Power Five conferences, whether it was the Big Ten, Big 12, uh, American Conference, Pac-12, uh, West Coast Conference, all of them had shut down their tournaments, right? And, you know, I had talked to my, um, you know, editor, Vern, because the Big East tournament was the only one that hadn't shut down. Now, you know, I was fully, you know, prepared to go and uh, cover that game and cover that tournament because it's something that I liked. But we really had to, you know, sit down with my editor and see, like, hey, you know, we have to make a decision as Pure Sports New York that we are not going to go to this tournament. And sure enough, halfway through that first game, I think St. John's was playing, they canceled the tournament at halftime, right? And that's when I really started to see that, you know, this was going to be a huge issue. And it literally became a whole trickle-down trickle effect from there. After that Big East tournament got canceled, we saw that from there the NCAA tournament was canceled. I run a bracket each and every year that's been going on for six straight years that I've had all my friends, you know, throw $20 in. Jeffrey gives his yearly $20 donation because he never comes close to winning, <laughs> just like my mom, too. But, you know, it's something that I'm always, you know, looking forward to. And that was something that was canceled. We had the NHL season that was suspended. The NBA season can't uh, suspended. And we just started to see all the different trickle-down effects. And then finally, when I was like, oh, the professional sports, they're going to be gone, but bowling ain't going to get canceled. First, it was Bowlmore. Then Bolero closed down. Then Majestic closed down. And I really started to see, like, damn, bro, like, this is really going to be something, you know? Um, so, you know, amidst not having sports, 
You know, I've been able to, like I said, do a lot of different things to try and occupy my time. And before I tell you about it, I want to give a special shout-out to Miguel Hilfiger, John Zapata, who I'm going to shout-out a little bit later, Alvin Baptiste, Christy Lee. I saw you went outside. You better go back inside, Christy Lee. We need you whenever we come back to bowl. Scott Schick, Brandon Connor, uh, Rick Chanowski, Manny Vera, Tyree Holmes, my brother, Zeeshawn Abbas, Adam Simmons, Fernando Protasio, uh, Ryan Mackey, Ethan Bayer, Chris Shank Jr. We got so many people here live on the live Facebook stream. Just want to thank you so much for spending your time with me. But, you know, like I said, in not having these sports, I have been able to try and find different things to occupy my time. Now, one of the things that someone had mentioned to me that they said that I needed to do and check it out was the fact that I needed to see this J Electronica album. For everyone out there that hasn't, you know, listened to any type of music, um, I've been getting a lot of uh, feedback about this whole J Electronica album. And, you know, I got a chance to listen to some of the tracks. And, you know, for some of the people that don't know out there, J Electronica is a rapper, um, very close with Jay-Z. And for a lot of people, you know, they've been waiting for his debut album for about 10 years. So for 10 years, people waited for this album. And, you know... He came out with it out of nowhere. And for a lot of people, some people are saying, wow, this is one of the greatest albums of all time. Some people are saying, wow, uh, you know, this looks, this has a lot of Jay-Z on it. Is this the Jay-Z album? Then you have some people are saying, we waited 10 years for this. So, you know, I'm going to suggest to some people out there that like music, um, you know, I'm going to suggest to you definitely check out that Jay Electronica album. Um, the whole back of the cover is all written in Arabic. Um, it's definitely sending a completely different message than, you know, a lot of the acid rap or, you know, drug rap that we've been hearing for a lot of the time. So that, for me personally, it's been refreshing to hear that J Electronica album. A lot of my friends have been bumping it on Xbox Live. Um, you've been hearing it in the car. So I'm actually going to tell you all, for anybody that's into, you know, hip-hop music, rap, uh, definitely check out that J Electronica album. That's something that I actually got to listen to. And I've definitely enjoyed it. And it was worth the 10-year wait. Another thing that I'm going to tell you that I've been able to do to kind of pass my time here in this self-quarantine social, uh, what's it called again? A social distancing? Yeah, it's social distancing. One of the things that I've done is I actually picked up a book. Ladies and gentlemen, Barry Holmes picked up a book, all right? Now, it was a check-in question that I had in Playworks today, and they asked, there was like, you know, what's one of the weirdest things that you've done since you've been on this quarantine or whatever. And I literally had to say that, you know, I picked up a book. And just to even say about um, the effect again about the coronavirus, I, I went into <laughs> Barnes and Nobles, and I'm not going to lie, like, I, I was completely lost, you know. For someone that doesn't buy books, doesn't read books, you know, I went to the Barnes and Nobles, and I was looking for this specific book that I'm going to tell you about in a second. But... I had no idea how to find it. You know, I'm looking through and then I'm saying, help, somebody help me, please. I'm looking for this book. And I had no idea how to find the book. So for anyone out there, when you go to Barnes and Nobles, <laughs> you got to look for the whatever description the book is, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, you know, you got to look for that in that section. And then they go by the last names. This is something that I learned from when I went to Barnes and Nobles because I was, 
freaking lost. I know people say about how confusing it is to go to Ikea. Go try and look for, at Barnes and Nobles for the book you're looking for, right? But I actually went to Barnes and Nobles and I found this book. And, you know, I did my research about what book that I wanted to read. And I found out this book is called uh, A Minute to Midnight by David Baldacci. Um, it's actually been a very entertaining book. And the reason why I say that is, you know, with sports, I'm so, you know, concerned with what's happening in reality. And you're so concerned with, you know, reading stats and, you know, trying to break down things and analyze things and see how they work. But for me, you know, I've actually been able to immerse myself in a, a, a fiction novel about some FBI agent, right? This is not, this doesn't exist. You know, this is a fictitious book that does not, it's not real, you know? But I found myself just so entertained, just turning the pages and be like, oh, sh oh shit, I just finished this chapter, you know? I want to read another chapter, you know? And, you know, I, I'm going to extend that challenge out to a lot of you out there listening to my show. Um, you know, I can't, I can only suggest to you, I say, Hey, I'm reading this book called a minute to midnight. You know, I've been reading a couple chapters a day. I'm super excited about it. Um, really reminded me how much I really love reading. Um, I'm very big into writing. I've always been a big writing guy. Um, I love whether it was poetry when I was younger or writing essays, you know, a lot of people dreaded writing essays or they dreaded writing papers. I could write it out in like 30, 45 minutes, you know, um, but that's something that I like. And I totally forgot just how much I loved reading because for me, you know, a lot of times when you play a video game, right, you can see your character and what he's doing and you're controlling him. So it seems that some type of sense of reality for me to immerse myself in this fictitious book. I've really enjoyed, you know, creating the characters in my mind, reading the descriptions of what is in between those books. And like, it's just really I've gotten lost within this book in terms of, you know, seeing it, the descriptions and, you know, they, they describe these characters and just like the scenes and the settings. And I can literally see them in my mind. So, you know, for everybody out there, you know, I would challenge you definitely check out a fiction book, man, or check look and see what you like and check out a book because, you know, I've even found certain times during this book where, you know, I found a word that I didn't even know. And I actually went, and hey, say, hey, Google, what does this word mean? And it's been refreshing, you know what I'm saying? It's always cool to do something different outside of your norm. And like I said, this whole coronavirus thing has been getting people out of their normal routines. So it's definitely very important that you find something, whether it is a book, whether it is your video games, whether it is, you know, a new podcast other than mine, you have to find something that is going to substitute for all of that time that you would normally give to something else. And like I said, for me, where it's normally sports, you know, I'm reading a 500 page book. Barry Holmes is reading a 500 page book and enjoying it, you know, and you know, I'm really I, I can't I can't say that enough. You just got to find different things. One of the other things I was always saying about how I don't like phone apps. You know, I don't like playing games because I played games so much. I think I played so much Candy Crush in college that I did not want to play another phone game. But, you know, in the time of, you know, this coronavirus, you know, in the time where I'm like, oh, man, I just read three chapters of the book. Uh, I just got killed in PUBG so many times. Uh, I just got crossed up on 2K. I'm done. I don't want to do this stuff anymore, right? So for me, after that, I downloaded an app 
I don't know if you call it, it's called Words with Friends for a lot of people out there. And I've actually had fun playing that game, you know, Words with Friends. It's something different. I know my dad, he'll play Wordscape sometimes, but for me, I've had fun, you know, just playing a game of Scrabble, you know. It's just something different to, you know, keep your mind in tune, keep it going, and just something different, you know. You just got to find different things. And I just never thought that there would be a world now without sports, you know. And it's just a harsh reality that there is so much more out in this world besides sports. And I'll tell you another funny thing. My boy, like I said, John Zapata, he had, uh, he, he had called me maybe an hour or so ago and he said, hey, Barry, man, like, you know, there's no sports going on. What are you going to talk about on your show? And that might have been a problem maybe, you know, last year where we didn't have any sports. But you know, we have come into a podcast now where we're transcending just the sports category and we're in a sports society and culture. So, you know, we've had so much here that we can talk about aside from sports, you know. So I just want to challenge everybody else out there, you know, instead of just watching reruns of sports, you know, try and find something different that you do enjoy. Oh, and here's another thing. After this, we're actually going to be doing a family game night where, you know, my, my sister just came back from college, uh, my brother's here, my mom's here, my dad's here, and one of the games that we really like to play, drum roll please, is Catan. I don't know if anybody has played Catan out there, but Catan is one of my favorite board games, and it's something that we haven't played in a while, but we are going to play that today. And for those people that are self-quarantining with your family, I would suggest trying to play a board game yourself. You know, whether you like Clue, whether you like Monopoly, Trivial Pursuit, I don't know. Whatever board games you want to play, try and find something different. Try and find a board game and play with your family. Because for a lot of people, and for some people that I've talked to, this social distancing has been difficult for them because they're doing it by themselves. People that don't live with their family members, right? People that live with roommates, you know, they, they, they don't have that, you know, how could I say, you know, they don't have that person, right? So for me to, you know, have a family member, for those people out there that have roommates, you know, you got to spend time with your people, spend time with your friends, you know, well, spend time with your family inside. And, you know, for us, we're going to do that through playing Catan. So for some of you that don't know what Catan is, it's it's a better version of Monopoly, way better, you know? And I'm going to let you Google it, do whatever you need to do, but I'm going to tell you that is one of those board games that I really enjoy. But, you know, before I get out of here, I definitely have to talk about some sort of sports, right? So one of the main things that I saw that happened, you know, even though we don't have actual games going on, but we have seen that we are going whenever this NFL season starts we're going to enter an era where we have no Tom Brady in New England and you know we I'm sure we have um, a lot of different New England Patriots fans who I'm worried about and seeing are you still going to be a Patriots fan am I still going to see you rocking your Patriots jerseys are you still going to be saying you're the best team in the NFL and you have this high horse right Will you become a Bucks fan? Because I know a lot of people are Tom Brady fans, you know. But, you know, we saw that Tom Brady's, you know, era ended in New England. And I remember asking my brother, who's a huge Patriots fan, you know, what do you feel, man? How do you feel that, that Tom Brady's on a different team now? 
And he told me that he was generally excited. And I looked at him in the face and I, I, I believed him, you know. I believed that he was excited for a new era because for a lot of people, you know, some people are worried about change. And then you have some people that grab, you know, change by the horns, you know. And I think that Tom Brady for a lot of people was a security blanket, you know. For a lot of those Patriots fans, it was easy to be a Patriots fan because you knew Tom Brady was going to take them to the Super Bowl or to the AFC Championship at least 80% of the time, 70% of the time, right? So the one of the things that I was very interested to hear about was a lot of Patriots fans were saying that, oh, Tom Brady is so unloyal. He's so disloyal, this terrible guy. How could he leave New England? But I can look no further than some of our own work situations, right? How many times do you feel in your job that you feel like you've gotten shortchanged? How much time do you feel like the work that you have done has went unappreciated? You feel like people are ignoring you. You feel like you've taken the short end of the stick for the greater cause of the good of whatever mission statement your job is, right? I know a lot of people out there that have done that, right? And to translate it to a, 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 a personal level between us that aren't superstars dating Giselle, but Tom Brady was somebody that continued to take pennies when he was deserved dollars, right? And he was shortchanged for New England for over 15 years. You're having one of the most top generational talents at quarterback, and you're not paying him top dollar. You mean to tell me that Ryan Tannehill can get more money than Tom Brady, a guy that's won, what, five Super Bowls, and he's won them with peanuts? The guy has not had any type of help around him. I mean, they went out to get help, and I love Mohamed Sanu to death, but he's not no, he's not help, you know what I'm saying? He's not definite help that Tom Brady need. And if Tom Brady's going to continue to take less money to get the to not get the weapons that he was deserved, he has every right to not be in New England. I mean, how long can you sell to a guy a tradition? Or how long can a job sell to you say, hey, you keep working hard and you know something great's going to happen, all right? You keep doing your job and we're going to make things happen for you, right? <laughs> it's not the world that we live in, dog. You cannot continue to sell people a dream, sell people a hope without giving them any glimpse of reality, right? And what I believe in is that Tom Brady finally opened his eyes and said, hey, I don't need to, to end my career in New England to have a statue of myself outside of New England, outside of Gillette Stadium. And I think for so long, the executives like Robert Kraft and whatever general managers are there in New England, for the longest time, they sold to Tom Brady. They said, hey, if you do not end your career here in New England, you will not get that statue that you need. You're going to mess up or tarnish this legacy. And it's so crazy what the narrative can switch to when you're dealing with millions of dollars. Now, for a lot of people, Tom Brady deserves that money. And that's why he has every single right to leave and to go to Tampa Bay. But it really hurt me and it really irked me to have diehard Patriots fans calling Tom Brady disloyal. The guy took less money for over a decade. At what point can you give this man what he deserves? Now, granted, at 42 years old, you don't have really much of a future as far as maybe four or five years down the line. But for right now, 
Tampa Bay can pay a guy in Tom Brady $30 million. But, and here's maybe a, a little underlying factor as to maybe why Tom Brady did leave outside of just the money. One of the things that Tom Brady said when he was in free agency was that he needed to be in charge of the play calling and he also needed to have roster control. So when you're signing Tom Brady, you're saying that you're signing him to be your quarterback, your general manager, and your offensive coordinator. And for somebody like Bill Belichick, that is hugely, you know, this is his show, right? I just don't think that he was completely willing to give Tom Brady the full reins. Or maybe he got tired of giving Tom Brady that full reins. I think New England, as much as we, or as much as a lot of those Patriots fans are sad to see him go, I think that Bill Belichick, in a way, kind of resonates with a lot of those people, or like people like my brother, who are excited to see Tom Brady leave. But the grass is not always greener on the other side. And I actually am a little bit excited to see Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, you haven't seen them really do anything since uh, what, since they went to the Super Bowl back. I mean, Jameis Winston has been okay for them. He hasn't been great. I mean, he's been a turnover machine. But can we really think about how the Tampa Bay offense could be with Chris Godwin, Deshaun Jackson, and eight Antonio Brown, who's supposed to sign? I mean, I, I'm not... I mean, we saw what happened with the Cleveland Browns and how we saw that everybody was saying, oh, this offense is going to be so amazing, and then they went out and laid an egg. So I don't want to write off on Tom Brady going to the NFC Championship already, but what I will say is that any team that Tom Brady takes his talents to and as the offensive coordinator and the general manager, I mean, he's going to make you a contender in some realm, you know? So I'm just excited whenever this NFL season starts back up, I'm excited to see what Tom Brady is going to do in Tampa Bay. But, you know, I I just don't think that I think we really have to get it, you know, clear that Tom Brady's legacy was not contingent on him staying in New England. And I think that is very uh, misconstrued in, in a massive level by a lot of people that are viewing this from the outside. So I definitely wanted to say that. And, you know, finally, also, um, Definitely want to give a big shout out to, again, my boy John Zapata. Um, we're talking about people that are trying to do different things and, you know, trying to, you know, create different, you know, how can I say businesses. And, you know, my my um, my podcast has been a platform for people to try and, you know, plug their different businesses or plug the different positive things that they're trying to do. So my friend here, um, John, he's come up with his own little cookie business. Um He's got, he gave me, he gifted me a chocolate cookie and also a snickerdoodle cookie. Um, you know, I know for me personally, I'm a huge fan of cookies. I love, you know, a nice cookie sometimes, especially with some, uh, ice cream or whatever. I'm going to try out the snickerdoodle cookie right now, but, um, wow. That's actually really good, yo. Wow. I know, um. He has a couple of different flavors out there, but I definitely want to give a big shout out to John Zapata and anybody that if you're in the tri-state area, if you're into cookies or any type of good treats, you know, these cookies pack a special punch, man. So it, it, they are really good. So big shout out to you, John. I like these cookies, man. I'm going to definitely have to come to you soon and get some more. But, you know, this wraps up our show for today. This was actually one of the only episodes or not only episodes, but 
you know, we started out as me doing these, you know, monologue episodes where it's just me. And, you know, I kind of got a little comfortable with having different people as guests on the show. You know, um, I've had the past two episodes, I had two guests on the show. And, and I was really excited to do this episode because I know we're in a, in a time now of social distancing. So I knew that I really couldn't have someone over the house right now. And, you know, it's been refreshing to come back and, you know, just do this episode myself and to see that we still only by myself, we still have, you know, 11, 12, 13 people on the Facebook live stream at a time and on a Friday during the social distancing. So, you know, I'm just happy that, you know, I'm still just entertaining to you to watch by myself. So thank you, everybody out there for tuning in um, again. If you didn't get a chance, my boy John Zapata, he has his own cookie business. He's got Snickerdoodle, chocolate chip, you know, a bunch of different flavors. Go check him out. Um, hit him up on Instagram, Facebook, John Zapata. I'm sure he can get an order out to you. Um, if you have a chance to get a book, you know, I'm reading A Minute in the Midnight. If you want to message me about the book, tell me about what you're doing, um, please uh Hit me up. You know, I love talking about, you know, whatever we're doing as far as reading. And especially when you're in that fiction realm, the only people that's going to be able to, you know, understand what you're talking about is the people that are reading the book. Right. So if you get a chance, check that book out. Um, hit me up. I'll talk to you about it. Awesome. And then also, if you got words with friends, hit me up. All right. I'm on words with friends. You can search up my name. And, you know, I'll play a game of words with friends with you. I'm not that great at Scrabble, but, you know, I'll try. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's been a lot of fun, you know? Um, so any one of those things, definitely check me out or, you know, try something out that can get you past this, you know, absence of sports. And then it can also give you a little bit something else to do, right? I know I'm going to play some Catan with my family. So, you know, maybe check out Catan on Google. Maybe that's something you can play with your peoples, too. So before we close out, definitely want to take a special um, you know, shout-out to our sponsors, Executive Bar and Restaurant, located in 30 Menu Street, Carteret, New Jersey. Please stay stay true, Prashant. I know you're dealing with some tough times with the closing of the, the restaurant, but I'm here for you. I love you, brother. Um, let me know, all right? I'm here for you, man. Um, also want to give a special shout-out to VW Liquors, located in Wick Plaza, Edison, New Jersey. Let's go, Mets! Let's go, Mets! We always do that for Dave at the end of the show. And then also, want to give a shout-out to my boy Cody Bromley at 91s.com. I got this nice hat um, from 91s.com. It's an ash and wash hat with the black brim. I love it. Um, I got this nice shirt with the pocket in the front. Um, nice tie-dye shirt. I've enjoyed it. I got a lot of compliments on in the bowling alley when we were there, so... You definitely want to check out 91s.com for some of your best acid wash apparel in the game for whenever we get to leave this quarantine, right? So, you know, having said that, um, in closing, there's actually one last thing. I think I have about a couple minutes of bandwidth left. So um, one of the things that happened to me um, not even a day or two ago, I won't release the name of the, the guy. Um, I'm going to keep it very brief. But I had a situation where one of my friends, you know, wasn't exactly feeling the greatest and he wanted to end his life, you know. Um, he, he posted something out there. And for a lot of people, a lot of people have been saying, oh, 
well, someone that posts something like that isn't exactly serious or they're just looking for attention. But, you know, for me, you know, I saw a guy that I, I love, you know, he's my friend. I grew up with him and I saw it as a, as a time in need. And I didn't care whether the guy wasn't serious or whether he, he might have been serious. I don't know. But, um, you know, I saw that whether it was, it was at 5 a.m. And I, I just went over to him and, you know, he said he was about to jump in front of the train. And I, I just got in my car and I went over there as fast as I could. And, you know, I got him. Off, I was able to get him off the tracks. And, you know, it, it it's something that's, you know, it, it hurt me a lot because, you know, he was saying to me, he's like, why didn't you let me die? You know, fuck you. You know, you should have let me die. And, you know, it hurt me because, you know, this is a guy that I love to death, man, you know, and I just couldn't see myself just letting him go and, and, and just saying, oh, he's not serious. So I say that to say that every any threat as far as someone saying that they're going to take their own life is very serious. Right. And, you know, for everyone out there, you know, someone can seem like the happiest person and, you know, you could be really hurt inside and really depressed. So I just say that to say that even though we're in this, you know, social distancing, I definitely want to make sure that everyone check in on your friends, yo. Um, ask how they're doing, you know, take some time out just to call them, send a text, you know, um, just because we're going through the social distancing doesn't mean you can't check up on your friends. And, you know, he might have really needed that friend and, you know, I was there for him and, you know, I've kind of been really just not in a really good space head wise because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when when you do those type of things, it not only affects you, but it affects the people around you and the people that care about you a lot, you know, and, you know, I just want him to know if you're watching this eventually and, you know, you get a chance to brother, you know, I'm always thinking about you. You know, um, if you need anything, you have my number. You know, I love you very much, man. And to everyone else out there, please talk to your friends, you know, hit them up, you know, see what they're doing, see if they're okay, because, you know, you might be strong enough. And I remember somebody had said on his stream, you know, stop acting like a bitch. And, you know, that kind of hurt me because, you know, you never know how, you know, people's mental health is, you know what somebody's burden isn't exactly your burden as well too, you know, and something that could be really huge to them might not be as big to you. So, you know, I felt like, you know, if you're feeling depressed or you're feeling some sort of way that you can't do it or something's not okay, you know, don't be afraid to talk about it and don't be afraid to take the right steps to get the help that you need because, you know, life is precious and, um, you know, I, People were saying, oh, you saved his life and you're a hero. And, like, you know, I don't really feel like that. And I told my friends this before. It's like, you know, I don't feel as happy as maybe I should have. But, you know, I just know that, you know, whatever I did, whether he was serious or not, like, I just want him to know that there's people out there that care, you know. And um, that's all I can say. You know, if that's somebody that's your friend or somebody that's your family member, you know, just don't forget to show them that you care because you never know what's going on in their life. So, you know, in closing, you know, I'm going to close out with that. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into the Talk That Talk show. Um, like I said, we're more than just a sports show. 
we talk about more than just sports, you know. Um, and I thank each and every person that comes in and tunes in every week. I know that Friday's a night for you and your family and your friends and your significant others, but I can't tell you how much that I appreciate everyone that spends their time to spend a little time with me. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Talk That Talk show with me, Barry Holmes. I love every single one of you. Please be safe. Stay inside. Don't leave unless you have to. And, you know, check out some of our old episodes, too. We're always on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube. You name it, we'll be on it. And thank you so much for enjoying an episode with me. I will see you all next week. And I love you all very much.